the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, rocking my soul back in the studio tonight. I had yesterday off celebrating uh, President's Day along with the rest of you Americans who had the day off. A certain somebody here I'll introduce in a moment had more than just yesterday off. So uh, he was off celebrating all kinds of stuff. Glad to have him back with me. Uh, One of the lines there was across the nation. Well, you know what? We've got uh, the United States trucker convoy that's about to head across the nation. I've got some questions for you guys. You guys had some interesting responses on Facebook today about that. I've got to share with you guys. Speaking of across the nation, Russia's gone into Ukraine and is about heading across that nation. Uh, We're going to talk about that. And... um, I don't really have a segue from across the nation to talk about our get our special guest tonight. So I'm just going to tell y'all we've we've got uh, scheduled. Paul Manafort is scheduled to be here. Um, if if memory serves, he um, is actually out on house arrest. Paul Manafort was a uh, you all know that he was caught up in the sting operation, the weaponized federal government targeting Trump and any of his associates for persecution and prosecution. As I've said before, we'll all be Michael Flynn. Well, you know, we're all going to be Paul Manafort, too. And he's actually got a book coming out this summer. And coincidentally, I always talk about being persecuted and prosecuted. The title of his book that's coming out this summer, I can't wait to read it. It is called... I want to make sure I get it right. It is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted and Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. I got lots of questions for him, including I want to know, uh, you know, if he holds any grudge uh, against uh, Donald Trump and, and his thoughts on Trump and the Trump administration, because it was a, it was a Trump Department of Justice that took him down. Right. So it, that hopefully will be interesting. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy talking to him. Hopefully you will enjoy that as well. 888-344-1170. Here's my question for you guys tonight. I posted the question earlier on social media. The U.S. trucker convoy, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on up in Canada. I don't know if anybody who would consider at this point that that was a success if measured against their goal of ending the mandates up in Canada. Now we've got a, a, a U.S. convoy that is planned. I think there's actually two different organized groups going to be a part of it. And they have announced in advance that they're going to be shutting down the Beltway outside of D.C., my question that I pose today and I'm going to pose to you guys is, do you think that that's a good idea? Do you support that? Or do you think at this point, given what's happened in Canada, given the nature of the United States today, whether or not it's a good strategy for the truckers to go to D.C. at all? And if they are going to go to D.C., should they be shutting down any uh, any roadways at all? 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page, so you can post your comments there. Or on any of the socials. You can also email me 
at andreakshow.com. I get lots of emails from you guys there and, and a lot of good topic ideas. And later on, I'm going to give you the AK comment line. So when I'm not live on air, you can actually call in and share your, your comments there. So I got to reintroduce my man. I almost didn't recognize him. He's been gone at, 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 off on a toot across the nation somewhere celebrating his soul. It's none other than DJ Potato Skins. And I'd like to say now that I'm getting paid exactly the same as DJ did last year it's funny because it's true oh my fiance would like to hear that may i make as much as ricky gervais i mean that's awesome (laughs) well should you say quickly what you're you know sure yeah it was part of the reason why i took some uh, extended time away a uh, a relationship taken to the next level i proposed on valentine's day at disneyland to Cami, my fiance, and uh, we're looking forward to get married later this year. So yeah. good stuff. Well, congratulations to you both, my favorite Thank couple. You. Y'all are so cute. I love. Thank you for sending me the pics, and it Always. just perked me up on Valentine's Day because I didn't have a romantic date on Valentine's Day, unless you count the Republican women of San Diego. Love you, ladies. By the way, thank you again. Glad to have you back, my dear. You want me to answer your question? Yeah, get, tell me what you think about the truckers. Uh, the, the truckers in Canada, it, it had to happen, and they were standing up for a good cause. And now there's all these emergency powers being floated around, and they're looks like forcefully going to be kicked out. But you have to ask yourself, if they don't do this, who is going to stand up for freedom and individual rights? Well, so, it, well, it, it's a, it's first. It, was it considered a success? No, um, no. Because they did not achieve what Correct. they intended to Correct. achieve. In fact, what's happened is Trudeau exercised pulled emergency powers, which are supposed to be designated for something like a 9-11. And by using the emergency powers, it was basically a way to follow what the January 6th Commission has done in the United States, which is to declare peaceful protesters as domestic terrorists. And they and were then 100% to, peaceful. Right. And then to, um, by declaring them as domestic terrorists, to be able to use uh, terrorist anti terrorist tactics like um, into the money situation and it escalated to where now um, we've got um, I think over 200 have been arrested. Now we're at the point to where they're being denied bail. Sound familiar to like what went on in, in, in January 6th, arresting peaceful protesters, declaring them domestic terrorists and denying bail. Uh, the Canadian government denied bail of this organizer by saying it will be a repeat offender. Did we see any any BLM held without bail in solitary confinement no. anywhere in the United States or Canada because they might be repeat offenders? We also had the anti-banking going on. There were reports of a single mom who donated when it was 100% legal, they have frozen her bank account. It's absurd. Her attorney, it's 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 terrorism. That, there's your terrorism. Your terrorism is going on on the part of these North Americans, whether it's United States or Canada, against its citizens. And the playbook is the same at this point. And, um, and I, I would say if the American truckers, these two groups are going to do this, do it. Be prepared because you're gonna you're going to meet the resistance out there that that, that does not want you there, and you're gonna have to hold the line with standing up for why you're there in the first place. I think that um, when you see what happened in Canada, to where we've got truckers up there saying they seized their you know their truck, they don't even know where it is. There were reports of dogs being taken, and I don't know if they ended up being euthanized. We saw the mounted police crush a woman. The initial reports were that she died. No, she lived, um, but she was literally crushed and beat on by Canadian police officers. We saw. A rebel news reporter um, who has just the most amazing voice and French accent, by the way. She's just a stunning woman. And to see her crying as she was pepper sprayed and shot 
by the Canadian police in the legs. Just absolutely devastating. I think if you're going to, um, what's the old saying? Don't make a threat if you're not going to live up to it. And don't, don't say you're going to go and refuse to leave. I have to, you know, I, I think they... I hate to call it a failure, but I'm concerned. And now to repeat the same thing here, I, I don't know it's the best thing. And you guys said out there on Facebook, and I'm posing the question. I'm not I'm not even declaring an answer or an opinion. I've got to ponder it. I'm a deliberative yeah, is person. Is there a general consensus you're getting on, online? What I'm hearing from people is Brian Maloney was on last week, and he felt like the truckers um, needed to uh, do a strike instead of a protest sit-in around the Canadian government, that it would actually be more effective in the long run and would not have resulted in this kind of terrorism and tyranny to where, you know, Tr- Trudeau is digging in his heels. That's a good point. And, there, and, and when we see the, when the United States sees the fallout of what happened in Canada, they've actually caught up to where now we've got a January 6th thing happening again. We see the, we see, um, you know, fences and stuff being erected in D.C. Part of the problem also is that the truckers tipped off, you know, what, what their plans were. You don't brag and say, yeah, we're going to shut down, no, you know, you the streets. You just do it. Uh, there was no way to not tip them off that you're going because they would have seen the convoy. So is this what you, your advice to the American truckers would be to do something like a strike instead of this? I say a strike. I say what we need is mass re- re- rallies. But I think that somebody said on Facebook that the smarter thing to do would be not even to necessarily do it through the truckers. But where we need to do it is at, um, at at every place where there are mandates. The mandates right now from the Biden administration are not there are no federal mask mandates. There's that, that's not a law. The, the only mandates from the federal government at this point are on federal workers, the military workers, the healthcare workers that SCOTUS stupidly upheld that uh, federal contractors. Um, the, the otherwise what's happening at the schools, we need to do with it at the local level. I, I think it's symbolic at this point. I, I don't think that it all and, comes and, down to the local level. And we, and we also know that the playbook is there to where they can round up and throw in jail with no bail, bail and put them in solitary confinement. The playbook is there for Antifa and BLM and the FBI since they've been tipped off to go and infiltrate and cause problems. What was astounding to me had tipped to these Canadian truckers and I'm not putting them down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to deliver and think as as a nation we have to take our take our country back and we've got to deliberate and thoughtfully consider the ways to go about doing that and now that we've seen what's taken place in Canada we'd be wise to, it doesn't mean that we're not supporting them by analyzing what went down and whether or not that's the right approach at this point well, we know, or, or we know not. what the result would be if we did the same thing. Well, and well, one, one thing that's amazing is that there were attempts to infiltrate Part of what the Canadian police tried to do was try to bait them into behaving badly. Badly, They were so disciplined up there. I don't know. I mean, the, the January 6th, you know, rally, there was a lot of infiltration going on and there were there were people that that, you know, took the bait. And so I think that there's I think it could be really problematic. I think the better thing to do is maybe to see how about these truckers going on strike across the country? How long? You know, are how long? But then some people say, "Well, that puts the hurt on the American people because the stocks, the our shelves, the shelves are are, are empty." Um, we rely on these truckers, and we do. So I'm open to ideas from you guys. I want to make some comments on Russia um, quickly because one of the things Candace Owens said, you know, Russia did invade. No shock there. 
right? I mean, you know, of course, Russia, uh, Putin wants to reclaim, you know, USSR territory and he wants to restore the USSR. That's that's not surprising. We And he wants to control the energy in Ukraine. That's why he picked two of the areas he went in, because that's where so much, I think, 28 or 30 percent of their energy uh, relied. Um, that there's, there's nothing new here. This was anticipated. It wouldn't have happened under Trump. It happened under Biden because everybody's known that that's what this man wanted to do. And when you've got some demented old dude who doesn't even know where he is half the time sitting in as the commander in chief, it's the perfect opportunity for Putin to go in and do what he did, what, you know, what he wanted to do. Um, you know, and then and then you've got, as Candace Owens pointed out, um, some uh, uh, well, before I get into that. Um, so we knew, of course, that's what Putin would want to do. We also know that the United States has promised to protect Ukraine because in protecting Ukraine and its energy and, you know, it, it also protects our NATO allies around there. This is this. There's nothing new going on here. Right. You know, including the Republicans like Lindsey Graham that have to jump in. Right. You know, we got to meet them hard. You know, he's just, you so know, done with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, these hawks that just love to buy into um, this nonsense. What's going on with Russia, and I pointed this out before the Russian invasion when people were coming after Tucker because Tucker dared to question why we would automatically go with Ukraine. And immediately Dick Morris and all these conservatives, you you know, were, were, oh, Trump is, uh, Tucker is Putin's puppet. And I thought, here we go. What's going on now, if you're paying attention, is with Russia, Biden absolutely goaded them into it when we we talked about it at that press conference where when he was asked about Russia, he said, of course, Putin's going to invade. You know, he, he's got to. You know, what else is he going to do? I mean, it's been clear that Biden w- was pushing this right. Um, the, the, the Russia uh, and the United States response to Russia and the Biden administration is the new mask. It's what's it's what's now being used to divide us and to separate out. And those who don't want to go along with it, those who don't want to go in hard and even possibly put U.S. troops in there. And even though Biden's saying he's not going to put U.S. troops in, do you believe anything he's saying? Right. When is what you know, Democrats always expand things. Right. Um, uh, uh, this is the new way to divide us. It's a, it's it starts by being it's a way to change the narrative. And now if you don't support Biden doing whatever he's doing in response to, to Putin, if you're not jumping on board with doing whatever we've got to do to stop this evil Putin, you're anti-American. This you see, never it's happened the, under Trump. No, but but and, and it's and the reason why it's happening is not just because Biden's weak, but it's because it's a way to divide us and it's a way to push back and to force the anti-Biden people to submit. And to surround him and to support him because he is so underwater in the polls and we're going into the midterms and they're hoping this is going to drag out as long as possible. And we need to be pushing back against this. Candace Owens, before I take a break, she had some really good points here. She said the elites, here's the, here's the play and, and the playbook historically with, uh, with us taking troops into war. Number one, the elites decide on some trillion dollar strategic business interest. Typically, it's energy related. Number two, they send their media mockingbirds out to convince everyone that democracy is at risk unless we intervene. And then number three, we send our sons, we send our sons and daughters. Remember back in, uh, 91, was it? Uh, you know, people, uh, George W. Bush, you know, no blood for oil. And I was like, I was, you know, little miss daughter to Marines. I was like, yes, we got to go take out that debt. You know, you, I, I bought into it. But if you start looking back, she's right that this is a playbook and what we really need. And if we really cared about defending democracy and sending troops to support anybody on the ground and to defend democracy, and defend freedom, we'd be sending them up in Canada right now. 
There's even a quote, I'll try and get the clip later, Andrea, where Biden says today defending freedom will have costs for us here at home. That's right. Of course. So this is this is this is not about Ukraine. This is a variety of different ways in which the Biden administration is maximizing this uh, against the U.S. Um, Like I said, Candace Owens is right. If the United States government wanted to send troops and defend freedom anywhere because democracy is at risk, they'd be doing it to our brothers and sisters in the north. In Canada, very few people know this. You're not allowed to leave the country if you haven't gotten the jab. Does that not remind you of USSR? Right. Everything, everything that's going on in Canada right now is communism. And you know what? What's going on in Canada right now, the communism under the emergency orders is what's already been going on in the United States of America. So for this, this is all this is wagging the dog going on with Russia, wagging the dog. And we need to be confident enough in ourselves to not be the the, the Pavlov's dogs of Americans who, you know, um, start salivating at the idea of, you know, using our military, you know, rallying around the flag in our U.S. military because this is not being used for the right purposes. I don't care what Lindsey Graham has to say. I don't care what Dick Morris has to say. I don't care what any former sec defs have to say. That's what I have to say. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got a shocking story out of L.A. that has to do with the crime wave across this country that Democrats are not only encouraging and enabling, but are propping up. But, well, they are enabling and encouraging it. And our children are paying the price. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Not only are the Democrats actively using children... knowingly inflicting medical, physical, psychological, emotional, and other agony and pain, as well as developmental difficulties with with these mandates in these schools. The CDC, I think, or the NIH just recently modified skins while you were out. Uh, They changed the expectations in terms of verbal abilities because the speech impediments have gone down. Um, I think speech speech impediments have risen over 300%. But the the extent of which they will knowingly inflict harm on young girls by having them them give up all of, you know, the time that they've spent in their lives um, working on, you know, on their athletic uh, pursuits uh, to now have to compete against men. Uh, On top of it, the Democrats have a long history of... um, in the schools, as well as in the criminal courts of uh, enabling pedophilia, we have a crime wave across this country. It's part of the Democrats cultural Marxist movement to create anarchy, to break apart the rule of law, tear apart all the fabric of our society. And if you have no rule of law, you have no country. We have no rule of law in this country uh, at all right now. Right. I mean, we, we don't our borders are not being enforced. The Constitution isn't being enforced anywhere. Right. We And now we don't have common criminal laws being enforced. So we've got this DA up in L.A. whose last name is Gascon. There's a right now there's been a a one point eight million dollars already spent to recall him. And um, he had declared a while back that he was not going to prosecute anyone under the age of 18 as an adult. 
No one. And we know there's lots of uh, murderers, all kinds of violent offenders who at 16, 14, even 13 are are um, uh, prosecuted as adults for a variety of reasons because they're a menace to society. But he makes what his logic is on this. Right. Well, he well, there isn't any logic because it's really part of the cultural Marxist movement. Right. So he makes this declaration and because he declared that he's not going to prosecute anyone under the age of 18 no matter how close they are to the age of 18 as an adult, um, a, um, a man named James uh, who had assaulted, sexually assaulted a 10-year-old girl in Denny's two weeks before his 18, 18th birthday um, was not tried as an adult. And um, there were audio recordings of him bragging to his dad in these audio recordings that nothing was going to happen to him. And his dad's like, nothing's going to happen to you. He goes, no, nothing. N-U-T-H-I-N, nothing. I'm not even going to have to register as a sex offender. Uh, you know, they, I'm not being tried as an adult. Nothing's going to happen to me. Um, according to transcripts, uh, so what happened was, um, so this guy, Gascon, decides, announces Friday that he's changed his mind on that and there will be some that are going to be prosecuted. Why did he have a change of heart? Because these recordings, he found out these recordings were about to be released. These recordings, they try, he tried to claim that he didn't know that they, they had these recordings, but they've had these recordings. Um, and Gascon's not the only one at fault here. At the sentencing hearing, I believe, the judge didn't want to hear these recordings played. These recordings are real. The audio has been released. The guy who got the copies of these audio and media, uh, he's out of L.A., did not air the audio portions in which he tells his dad that he was young and he was looking for fresh meat. He described this 10-year-old girl to his dad on the phone as fresh meat. And by the way, so now, you know, he's double jeopardy. He cannot be retried. He since decided, I guess, to change his identity and call himself Hannah. Shame on anybody in the media that's referring to him as a her. Okay, this is clearly part of the ploy because also in the audio recordings, he's telling dad, okay, now be sure when you go into court, refer to me as Hannah. Really important you do that, okay? This is a man. Okay, and quite frankly, I don't care if he's sincere and wanting to change his identity. He's a man. He's a predator who preyed on a 10 year old who was looking for fresh meat. We have no idea how many other 10 year olds he sexually violated. And she's issued a statement name being held privately that she's been victimized all over again. It's bad enough. She has to live with what was done to her. He grabbed her by the throat in a stall of a Denny's bathroom. By the way, family members, don't don't let your daughters go into restrooms alone anywhere, anytime, anyplace. You know, um, by the way, I'm not blaming the parents, just, you know, caution. Um, so but now she's been been revictimized because nothing's going to happen to him. And that means that that uh, there will be victims coming out. But I also want to know, nobody's mentioned this father, this dad who supposedly who hears his kid say to brag to him that nothing's going to happen to him after he sexually assaulted a 10 year old. And he's comfortable enough to tell his dad that she was fresh meat. How many children did that dad sexually assault and rape? You don't hear you don't hear your kid use that language to you if you're not okay with it. Am I wrong, Skins? You're not wrong. This DA should be should be if he gave a crap about anything, he would have been. I, I, if it would have been me, 
And I found out about these recordings. First of all, I would never do anything as stupid as declare that nobody under 18 could be tried as, as an adult. I, 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 I'm too much of a true crime fanatic to, to know what goes on out there. But I can't imagine the soullessness, the way in which these Democrats care nothing about children in this country is astounding. He is as perverted and as disgusting as that pedophile and the creep dad to me, because you hear these recordings and you don't come out and say, I am, I am sickened to my stomach by this. And I hope, and I hope he finds justice on the streets. That's what I'd be saying if I was the DA. I hope karma takes him out in the most painful way possible. Speaking of karma, um, quickly before I go to the go to the break, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse has has started a um, an, an organization to hold media people and celebrities accountable for their actions. Good, and I am loving it. I don't know the details, and I, I watched a little bit of the interview with him. There's not a lot of details in terms of you know who the attorneys are. Um, he he's he's named some names that they're looking at. I, I, there there wasn't a whole lot of details about it, but I celebrate the fact that he called out Whoopi Goldberg. And said that even after he was acquitted, she referred to him as a murderer. That's defamatory, right? How can that not be with malice? How can that not be with an attempt to inflict harm on him financially? I tweeted out much to somebody. Somebody really came at me. And, you know, I said, I hope she's so broke. She has to cut off her dreads and sell them to a Halloween wig maker. And I mean it. The conservatives and Republicans blew it. They could have canceled her, right? And then you cancel Whoopi, and it could have canceled some of this cancel culture nonsense. People need to pay and be held accountable. We don't have accountability in this country. We have the left reigning terror in our lives all across this country in a variety of different ways and getting away with it. This is a way to start. Once the media and these big mouths in the media start being held accountable, then we might have a restoration of some balance. Do you agree, Skins, quickly? Oh, 100%. I mean, mean, the media, they they know, the mainstream media, the celebrities especially, they can say whatever they want. There's going to be a little slap on the wrist at the most, and they move on. Right. And it's 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 a double standard, and I'm tired of it. Right. I'm tired of seeing well-meaning people like Chris Harrison of ABC get completely destroyed while she gets to stay when he did absolutely nothing wrong but show kindness to a young girl as a sorority who went to an old South party. It's ridiculous. I'm going to take a break. It's, this is about persecution and prosecution of American citizens. We've got scheduled coming up Paul Manafort who has a book out to that extent, and he knows more about it than anybody. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super glad to have you guys here with me tonight because I am super glad to have this next guest with me. You long-time Andrea K Show listeners know how much time I spent Week in, week out, day in, day out, focused at times when nobody else was about what was going on during this Russian collusion hoax, this Mueller investigation. I said at the beginning, don't don't brush off what's happening with Michael Flynn in the beginning because we will all be Michael Flynn if they're allowed to get away with this. And it only got worse and worse and worse. And now we got political prisoners held in jail with no bail because they got away with everything that they did to Michael Flynn, to Carter Page, to Papadakis, right, to Roger Stone and to Paul. Manafort, who joins me now. Many times I've used the the description, I've used the words that the goal by the deep state 
is to persecute and prosecute any of us who believe in the America First agenda, who really believe in it's not even about Trump. It's about who believe in conservatism and what this country was founded on. And Paul Manafort is with me and he has a book coming out this summer called, coincidentally, Political Prisoner, Persecuted and Prosecuted but not silenced. And I'm so glad he's willing to speak and that he joins me now. Hello, sir. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K show. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be with you tonight. Okay. So, oh gosh, I have so many questions and so little time, Mr. Manafort. I thought about you and others when the news broke that Durham revealed in his filing that Hill had hired her gang to spy on Trump, not just in Trump Tower, but also after he was inaugurated in the EOB. And I thought, what must you guys be thinking who were dragged by the, that DOJ, knowing I don't think that Hillary or anybody of any note is ever going to be held accountable. I don't believe that. Many do. And I wondered what your thoughts were as, when that story broke. Well, first thought was relief that the truth was finally starting to get out because it's been very frustrating to listen to the media and to the Democrats say for the last four years that uh, the the accusations that the Russia collusion was a hoax and that it was a conspiracy by the Democrats uh, was was starting to get a little old. People were starting to say, "Well, if it's so true, why haven't we heard anything about it?" Well, they have been hearing about it. I mean, pieces have been coming out for the last four years. Christopher Steele. Uh, what the DNC was doing, uh, you know, in Ukraine and Russia. But finally, with Durham sort of connecting the dots, the truth is starting to be seen. This is this was really way deeper. This was not coincidence. This was a conspiracy. There was a Russian uh, collusion, but it was com- committed by the Clinton campaign, not by the Trump campaign. Well, and, and it wasn't just Hillary alone. It was the FBI, the Obama FBI and, and DOJ, which stayed in place. Because and one of the things that I said at the beginning, too, was don't buy into this, that it's just a few people at the top. This, this d- deep state has people far wide and far deep in order to pull off everything that they've been able to pull off against us. And we well, are starting. Actually- Go ahead. Well, you're absolutely right. And if you look at some of the people that Durham is uh, is targeted, they are people inside the system. Kevin Kleismith, uh, who uh, worked for the FBI and was the person putting together the application for the uh, for FISA surveillance warrant on Carter Page in the Trump campaign. Well, Kleinsmith admitted when the facts didn't uh, match up to be persuasive, he changed text in the emails so that uh, that it would be more compelling and the, the court would grant a warrant. He was he was indicted for that by uh, by Durham. I mean, so it goes that low and then it goes as high as, uh, you know, the the uh, the leadership of the FBI and the leadership of the Department of Justice. I mean, I find it interesting that Chris Steele, who was the person who hired Igor Davinchenko, a Russian national, by the way, mm-hmm. to go to Russia, to go to Russia <laughs> and to hire Russians to find dirt on the Trump campaign and Donald Trump and me. Well, Steele made one phone call and he got a meeting with the FBI general or the general counsel for the FBI. One phone call. Can you make one phone call and get a meeting with the FBI general counsel? No. Well, why did he get it? Because he was connected to the Clinton campaign and mm-hmm. the Clinton campaign and the Obama administration were in sync together 
on pursuing pursuing this this conspiracy, and that's really what it was. Right, and they all knew that that Hillary, that it was Perkins Coy, I believe it was, uh, you know, that uh, hired Fusion GPS, and and they were, you know, I mean, all roads lead back to Hillary Clinton, right? Do you think that that, and do you have confidence that she's ever going to be held accountable? Because it, to me, it's not enough, Paul Manafort. I think enough of us understand out there that all roads lead back to Hillary Clinton and and Obama, you know, FBI and DOJ, and that the insurance policy was set up for you know, Mueller to come in. And by the way, the Republican Party knew at that point, Mueller knew and the Republican Party knew at that point that there was no that there was no evidence of Russian collusion. And they just laid down and allowed this farce to continue and allowed people like you to be sucked up into it and to be persecuted and prosecuted. And I'm angry about it. And I want heads to roll, Paul Manafort, don't you? Well, I mean, it would be nice to see justice done. You're right. And, you know, frankly, do I think Hillary Clinton will be held accountable? Uh, I don't think Durham is going to have the time to do it, but I do think that if Republicans take control of the Congress uh, in November, that there are enough of them who are motivated to force the, uh, the truth to get into the open light. And then then maybe we'll have a chance to, to get, put it into the legal domain again. Durham is doing a good job of connecting dots. These dots are important. But at the end of the day, it's going to take a political will yeah. to, to move it beyond uh, the people that, uh, that Durham is indicting. But the, but clearly, I mean, you're exactly right in what you've been saying for the last several years. This was something that included the higher ups in the Obama administration, who now happen to be in the Clinton, I mean, the, in the uh, Biden administration, uh, and so they've got a vested interest to protect themselves, uh, and it's going to be hard. But I do believe that uh, if we win the Congress in the in, in November, we have a chance to get back to that game again. Well, I just love your optimism and your good spirit because I, I think many of us have a chill up our spine as to, to, to how the, because nobody was held accountable so far except Kevin Kleinsmith, that they've been emboldened. Um, and now we've got what's going on with January 6th. And, and I just love that you still have an optimistic spirit because you were absolutely well, targeted because of who you were and for your politics. And if it could happen to you could happen to the rest of us. What are we going to learn about in your book? Because I can't wait to read it and and hear your story. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, in the book, I'm going to talk about what, the, what I went through. I mean, because just about everything you've heard about me in the last four years is false and and knowingly false. Uh, my connection to to Russia it was a total joke. I mean, in fact, I've spent years and I'm sick tonight uh, helping Ukraine prepare to become part of Europe. And what I'm watching going on tonight in, in, in Ukraine sickens me because it didn't have to happen. Uh, it didn't happen. If, I mean, we lost eastern Ukraine in the Crimea under Obama, mm-hmm. and nothing happened under Trump because they understood a president with conviction and strength was not going to – knew he couldn't get away with. So he waited, and now he's in under Biden with the rest of the Obama team in place in the Biden administration. And Putin said, okay, now I get to finish the job. Uh, it's been, it sickens me. And so the, the, my story on Ukraine is, is going to be in this book in, in great detail. Um, and, and one of the things that you know, that's sort of come out, but it's going to come out in more detail in my book, is Christopher Steele didn't just have uh, go, go to Russia. The DNC, working with the Clinton campaign, uh, went to Ukraine, too. And they and, and, that's right. You know, working with the working with the Obama Obama embassy tried to find dirt on me. And when they couldn't find any dirt on me, they just created what they called a black ledger which said I got paid millions of dollars in cash. That's right. So which was so absurd that the Clinton National Anti-Corruption 
committee board, which was an investigating unit to find out corruption in Ukraine, said immediately the black ledger was false. Mm-hmm. I mean, so even they, they couldn't even get themselves organized together that way. So I'm going to get into that in the book. I'm also going to talk about. Well, excuse me for interrupting they, before you go on. Are you going to talk at all about this in connection to the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment nonsense? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because because all of that is tied in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I find it you know, laughable what's going on on January 6th, because regardless of what you think about Jan- what happened on January 6th, January 6th is a canard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically the people who not, not for one day ever accepted that Trump was elected president. For four years, they denied his credibility. Now they're telling telling us piously that election outcomes have to be recognized and forget <laughs> yeah. how the elections were conducted, yeah. that we have, we have to recognize them. You know, it's hypocrisy of the highest nature. And, uh, well, yeah, excuse me for interrupting again, not to mention the fact that this whole Russian collusion, you know, uh, investigation hoax was all a coup attempt, an insurrection, because they didn't want to accept the outcome of the election in 2016. Exactly. And, that, and not only it's exactly right. And I mean, to the point that this is one of the things that Durham does. They didn't just, just uh, you know, get, get into the service of the Trump campaign. They went into the servers at the White House. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, 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 you, you may remember at the, in 2016 when the hacking of the DN servers happened by some foreign entity. And before the Russian collusion theory mm-hmm. uh, was being pushed, Nancy Pelosi held a press conference. And she said the hacking of the DNC in that quarter was an electronic Watergate that threatened the core of Western democracy. Well, now we know that the Clinton campaign didn't just, you know, hack the the, the, the Republican service in the campaign. They hacked the White House. So mm-hmm. this, obviously the severity of risk to our democracy is much greater. And I'm waiting for Nancy Pelosi to say something about that. I'm glad you're the only one that's brought that up. And I'm glad you brought it up because uh, when they were hacked and um, all these like Podesta emails were coming out, uh, remember how they crowd strike they hired out of Ukraine um, said that it was Russia that hacked and our FBI and 17 different intelligence and uh, intelligence outfits all cooperated it and then admitted under oath that none of them looked at the servers. We need to be looking at those servers and see how Durham needs to be looking at those servers and see how it connects to this operation involving Georgia Tech and the spying that went on. Well, hopefully he is. I mean, he's certainly he's certainly dipping his feet into that water. Yeah. And so I've got to assume for him to bring the indictment, he's gotten into it much deeper than we've seen so far. You know, John Radcliffe, who was head of the, National, uh, the CIA National Security Bureau of the President Trump, mm-hmm. who has seen this material has said he thinks that Durham's got more things that can uh, be indictable. And I think this may be one of those areas. Well, I hope so. And um, when's your book coming out? And how how soon can I read it? Well, the book's coming out in August uh, because it's going to deal with, you know, a lot of things that are also going to be relevant for the 2022 elections. Okay. The kind of, the kind of what the world crowd has been doing to the country since Donald Trump in 2016. Uh, But it can be pre-ordered now. I mean, it's, it's available on Amazon and, 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 uh, and Barnes and Nobles uh, now, and, and, and people are pre-ordering it. Uh, and uh, but it'll be in August of 2022 that it'll be out in the public stands. Are you able to work at all on campaigns, help support anything, and are you in communications with uh, President Trump? Well, I, I'm not going to talk about anything I've got, that I'm doing with, with, with 
campaigns right now. Oh, am I fair. able to be involved? Am I able to be involved? Yes, I am able oh, to be involved. Okay. Am I talking to people? Yes, I am. Good. Am I trying to help people? Yes, I am. Good, 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 good. I didn't know what the terms were for anything and what you were what you were able to do. You know, if you're I can, thanks to President Trump, I can do anything I want. Uh, that pardon was complete and 100 percent, and he corrected all, corrected all the wrongs that. Uh, uh, that were imposed on me. Unfortunately, I lost three years of my life and uh, my family was uprooted, but everything's Terrible. back together. And frankly, I don't look backwards. I'm looking forward. I have a great family. I have great friends. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just moving forward and being positive. But at the same time, I want to expose the hypocrisy. I want to show the criminality as best I can. And I deal with all of that in my book. Well, I can't wait to read it. I love your spirit. I love that you, you know, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to feel the weight of the United States government coming down on you, knowing that you're being persecuted because of your politics. And, you know, and that's kind of what's going on right now with Letitia James up in New York, right? And I said at the beginning, they're going to dig until they find that he wrote, wrote off some hammer on his tax returns he didn't have a receipt for. That's really what this is about. This is what they're doing. Absolutely. Look, they are scared to death of Donald Trump. And they know, I mean, any objective analysis of the political situation over the next three years, Biden has been such a failure in the first first 13 months. But ironically, his failures are because he took Trump policies and just wiped them out and did the opposite. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That's created the best record for a Republican to run on 22 and 24, because all of Biden's worst performances are in areas of Trump's best performances. And I think what, Oh, go ahead. It's a Letitia James, uh, you know, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, Mm -hmm. uh, this whole January 6th committee, all of that is meant to, to deflect Mm -hmm. what they see coming. And, uh, and it's not going to work. No. And I, and I think that what I said at the open, you may disagree with me, but I think this is, um, you know, of course, Putin wants to invade Ukraine and, and do and, and we all know what his goals are. Um, but what's going on with Biden is there's he's trying to deflect and change the conversation and trying to get the and they're trying to push and pressure people to support him and rally behind him to ignore all the different ways in which he's devastating this country. And it's not going to work. I don't believe it is. Final thoughts, Paul Manafort. Well, I think in that last invasion you just said, I think Biden's biggest problem, frankly, is that he is already being viewed by uh, by the American people as a failed president. I yeah. mean, his numbers are dropping not because of any particular things. They don't think he's up to the job. And this deflection by Biden in Ukraine, it's not going to work because yeah. it's, Ukraine, as important as it is to freedom, is not what the American people are looking at as their main agenda items. And, and you know, inflation... You know, energy issues, price of gas, uh, supply yeah. chain, all those things are, are and, and most importantly, they now think Biden, who they thought was going to come in with a plan for COVID, is a failed leader on COVID. He is. Well, so, Paul, well, unfortunately, that music, so I'm well past. I kept you so long, Paul Manafort. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to pre-order your book, and I want everybody to do as well. Hopefully, you'll be back again real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angie. I definitely will be. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Now, y'all stay tuned. We got more coming up. Don't go away. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running out of time here. I went long with Paul Manafort. I could have talked to that man for hours. I had so many questions. I was ready to do some probative. So I'm going to have to get him back uh, real soon. Hey, but it gives us enough time to tell, remind y'all about our new AK comment line open 24 hours a day. I love that y'all are calling and giving me guest ideas and topic ideas, but I would love it if y'all would call and leave your opinions, right, of the topics of the day. What should we do? be doing about the border? What do you think about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine? What do you think about what should these truckers be doing? Should they be going to D.C.? If so, should they be shutting down freeways or should they t- should they just strike or should they go there and maybe spread out? Um, how, sh- how should they do it, right? Um, how should we be taking our freedoms back? What do you think about these DAs and the crime wave across the country? So many topics. I'm only on an hour a night and this gives me a way to hear from you guys um, any time of day or night. 844-814-5227. Thank you, Paul Manafort. Thank you, Skins. Glad to have you back. Peace out. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.